All righty. Welcome back to the Circling Seattle Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, Charles Hamaker. This is the 154th episode of the show itself. We're getting up there. Jeez. Um, and the 47th installment in the Seattle interview series today, I am joined by Washington Husky men's soccer player, uh, Gio Miglietti. Now you can correct me if I, I did that wrong. No, that's spot on. That was Perfect. it. Um, Glad I got that right. Uh, you know, currently with, unless I'm wrong, you know, you can correct me too, uh, with the men's team in your senior year, I know that with the way that the years of eligibility work, it kind of messes things up, but I imagine you're a senior now, if I am correct. Yeah, I'm a senior, going to be having my fifth and final season with the Huskies yeah. this fall, next fall. So uh, looking forward to that, obviously, and then just to recognize you and, and then the accomplishment here in the 2021 season as an all Pac-12 honorable mention. I mean, how have things been for you? Are you sort of started to gear up with spring and stuff or have you been trying to take it easy? How have you you know, been since we last saw the guys, uh, I guess, down in North Carolina? Um, we were good. I mean, we took some time off. Uh enjoyed the family, enjoyed what we accomplished, but I think everyone was kind of on the same message and including myself having to step up and take a leadership role now as one of the older guys that, you know, come springtime, which we're in, it's like we want to achieve what we didn't fully achieve last season and it's needs to start now. It it can't wait until summer or can't wait until fall because it's already too late. We need to start preparing now, working on the little things and um, we've really geared back up, uh, have had a couple games in, a couple learning points that we've learned throughout the game, just new new formation, new positions, younger guys getting more of a responsibility role this year as we were like a really old team last year. So uh, it's been really good. I mean, I, I've been happy. I've been uh, I've actually switched positions since last year. Um, so from going on forward I will be playing as of right now center back oh wow that is that is an interesting huh because I know that in researching this uh coach Clark talked about you being able to play anywhere on the field in the middle of the field from you know center forward to center back so that is that's interesting to hear I appreciate that that'll be exciting to look forward to um with that oh shoot I had something I had something but I lost it anyway Mm -hmm. Uh, we'll go into the earlier years, you know, as we look at your career as a timeline here. What was your first introduction to the game of soccer? I mean, it was it, you know, your parents encouraging you to play the game, you know, maybe had too much energy as a kid, you know, had to get you out of the house. Was it a friend of yours uh, that played the game? Was there someone maybe you looked up to that played the game of soccer? How did you ultimately get um, into the sport that you are in? Um, honestly, it was something I was just born around honestly uh my dad played soccer all the way into college my grandfather uh that lives in las vegas he was uh he played and went semi-pro in uh, uruguay uh very um just my whole dad's side everyone played soccer everyone played it everyone loved watching it it was something that was always on the tv so at a very young age i was just shown into the world of soccer and I've just always been in love with it apparently according to my parents my first word was ball so (laughs) and I guess I guess it was a little bit meant to be but (laughs) we will see so you know with that being said I mean I'm being around the game uh and having those relatives that played the sport uh 
did you look up to them growing up uh, in relation to the game or was there a diff- maybe a player that you uh, uh, envisioned yourself or tried to embody yourself as growing up uh, or is it maybe one of those family members that you listed? Uh, I, w- I would say like uh, growing up, the players I like idolized were Diego Forlan, Luis Suarez, uh, Diego Godin. Those those were like the guys I always like loved and admired because just like growing up Uruguayan household with my dad, they were very passionate for the game and they they would tell me to watch those players because of just how much passion they had behind the game, the grit. And that's just something like I've try to replicate in my game is like you know every time I step on the field it's like I'm gonna lay everything I have on the field like grit wise like I'm not gonna get outworked on that pitch so you know with that being said was there any other sport that you know played a role in your life growing up or was it kind of tunnel vision to soccer um actually (laughs) my mom like even though I was around it with my family my mom was like don't pressure him into soccer let it come to him let him do other sports um honestly it was really swimming I was a big big swimmer when I was eight I was like swimming at the YMCA with like the 16 year olds and oh just like it, it was pretty I from what I hear I don't remember too much I just remember I was swimming against the 16 year olds at the YMCA when I was eight but uh parents said they thought that was going to be the route for me, but that when the age came to decide between swimming and soccer, I chose soccer and that's been that ever since. But swimming was definitely something very big, honestly, just because of um, stamina and endurance was something I was able to really work on in the water. And it's something that I know in the off season during summer and stuff, like go work out in the gym and then go hit the water for a bit afterwards to just swim and like, just try to build it up a little more. It's always really interesting to me to see where different players, you know, might've added something, you know, like that with uh, the stamina aspect through different sports. You know, I know that it's encouraged, like you said, not to fully push soccer onto you as a child, you know, just, kind of letting that come to you. It's always really interesting to hear what steps some of these athletes have taken along the way and what might've been taken from these different sports. I always like sort of seeing how that goes. Um, So, you know, you talked about working to be the best on the pitch. I mean, did you have something that really stuck out to you as primary motivation or was it just trying to better yourself and be the best player, best version of yourself that you could be? Was there something that stuck out or, um I I think it was just say like I think uh just the the love for the sport itself I think it was just I I wanted to get better and I wanted to be on the field and play it's something that really pushed me to like really try to at least freshman year break into like the starting 11 or onto the dressing squad like because at the my first half of the season my freshman year I just didn't play I was looking like it was going to be a red shirt season and then I just kept working because I want to be on that pitch as long as I possibly can so um, having just like the will to try to work my way in and then once I was in I just didn't want to get out (laughs) I think it's just it's a competitive nature that's always been instilled to me by my like parents that really made me want to step up I would say so with that uh 
jump over to Sounders Academy. How do you ultimately reflect on your time there? I know that uh, Dylan went through Sounders Academy uh, and went through, you know, different aspects of that. Uh, I mean, what was that time like for you? I know now it's a little bit different with the way that that's all structured, but how do you reflect on your time there? I, I think it was uh, really good, actually. I um, really enjoyed it. That's when I made the big transition, like coming from California to Sounders that I went from being like a holding midfield slash attacking a six or an eight in the midfield to really like now I'm a six or a center back at Sounders. And then uh, getting time with what's now to come with defiance was like very huge for me and playing in those like important spots as like center back playing in that pro league was just something I won't forget. And it definitely prepared me mentally for college. That's why I think like it helped me in the aspects of my game that I didn't really know I needed to work on until I hit that level. And so before we take that step over to Washington, were there any other schools that were potentially in the mix for you uh, come the college route or was it again, just sort of tunneled vision into one spot? You only had your eyes set on one destination. Um, I, I would say there, there was a couple schools around Cali that just, uh, I had talked to, uh, ultimately it came down to like, I, I think it was Cal state Fullerton and UW just because of how close it was to home and what they were trying to do there. I really liked, I knew some of the coaches and then I was going to be really close to my family, which is something that I cherished, but I think ultimately it was just like what I was going to get out of college if I came to UW and what I was going to get out of it for furthering my career in soccer that really ultimately made my decision to come to UW. So then with Washington, I know you touched on it a decent amount, uh, you know, with the program being the way that it is and how much success it's seen, not only, you know, as a team, obviously you look at your guys this season last year, but also the guys that have gone pro, you mean, obviously last year, but throughout the years, I mean, how do you approach your freshman? I know you talked about it. Um, was there frustration? Were you looking to just kind of be a sponge and sort of uh, pick up knowledge from some of the older guys? How did you, you know, before we get into that season and actually playing in it, how do you, how did you look at that year um, heading into it? Um, I knew that going coming in as a freshman, I was going to need to really try to be comfortable where I was going to play at. Cause when I came in, I wasn't fully sure what position I was going to play because like Jamie said it before, and you brought up that like I could have played anywhere in the spine of the field. And I remember during preseason, my freshman year, I was actually training at center back at first and then come along like the first preseason game. We like come to like the extra 30 minutes that we had to like be able to try out some of the newer guys and I was one of them and I went in as forward and I was a little bit caught off guard but it's like I have to be comfortable in the uncomfortable like Jamie normally says um and I think it's I try to listen and I try to ask as many questions as I could to help out in my game whether that be to older guys or to the coaches but just being coachable I think helped me be able to find my spot that I could break into starting 11 as quickly as I could not being so tunnel tunnel vision that I didn't like, no, this is my spot. This is where I'm going to play. I'll wait. If I have to, it was more of just like, you know what, like put me where I can get onto the field. 
So you, you talked about earlier uh, before that one about just trying to be on the pitch as much as possible uh, and playing this game. Did you do anything, I guess, drastically or maybe routine wise, like in the off season, like where at this kind of time period that we're at now in the year uh, between the freshman and the sophomore year to really change how things went? Because if you look at that sophomore season, you were one of five guys to appear in all 21 matches. Was there a different approach that you were taking or was it just sort of building off of what you had begun to uh, the mindset that you had got into as the freshman season progressed? I think um, I think it was a lot that had to do with my end of end of year meeting that I had with Jamie and the other coaches that my my strength and my ability uh, in that forward position was going to be being able to be a target forward and be able to hold people off and hold the ball, control it and make good, accurate passes off of that. So during that time period, I really like worked on like my leg strength, like squatting, trying to get in the weight room to just be strong enough to hold a fifth year off my back. If it came down to it, that just like at practice if the guy was six, three and like one ninety, one ninety five, just, just absolutely just big guy that I was going to be able to win my battle with them and hold the ball off in order for us to push up the field. That was something that I knew. I was like, this is something that differentiates myself from everyone else on the team in my position. And it's something that I'm going to make so well and so perfected that I'm crucial to be on the field in order to give us that opportunity to push up. And that's something I really leaned into, like knowing my strength. But then also it, it was my fitness that also played a factor in just making sure that I was able to last as long as I needed to with pushing someone off of me. So it, that also had to come a lot with trying to balance gaining weight, muscle weight, but also being able to maintain that weight and keep the endurance level higher than what I wanted. So, yeah, certainly juggling a lot i mean right certainly adding a lot there um but i mean obviously it's i mean part of it that is really interesting to hear about that how you know you juggle a lot just to get into it i mean i mean i guess to steer off course a little bit have you had to do anything sort of like that with moving back to the back line or is it not as much of a change i guess and how you're preparing your body. I mean, is, do you get, I guess what I mean is there. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I, th- I think, um, again, a little bit of just like trying to balance like my strength to be able to win my battles and aerial duels. But then I think it's a lot more of uh, my persona being a leader on this team now, of just being able to direct the team out of the back and at least communicate so that everyone can hear me. And along with the back line, being able to move the line when we need to step up, when we drop back. I think it's just more of now working on my voice and being loud and being heard by the team and, you know, trying to earn those guys' respect. I think I have most of theirs, hopefully, but at least to res- the respect to, like, listen to my voice during the game. And if it comes down to it, just be able to single out my voice when they're unsure and I'll I'll – direct I, I've been screaming the last couple games we've had here and after the games I've lost my voice a little bit here and there just because I haven't been doing this for a while and you know it's something that I gotta just get back into but we're getting better the vocal cords are working more now 
Yeah, I mean, you know, with that leadership aspect, I know you said you talked about last year's group being sort of an older group and you now being one of the, I guess, elder statesmen of the group. I mean, does that do you think about that being like an older guy? I know that um, at one point I talked to Kristen McNabb when she was still in the rain and she was heading into her, I think, fourth or fifth year and being called a veteran didn't really hit her to that point. I was like, that feels kind of weird. I'm still kind of getting my legs under me. Do you how do you approach that sort of leadership role? Is it something you've embraced or is it still kind of like getting used to that, you know, especially with the, you know, talk about building from the back uh, in the center back role. Um, definitely. I think I've definitely embraced it a lot more, um, but something we've just always said, like from my sophomore, sophomore year, when I started playing a lot more, like you don't need to be the captain to be a leader on this team. And it's just, one of those things that, yeah, like I'm an old guy, but if someone sees something like on the field and needs to speak up, like we all need to be leaders in our own spot. Like it's something that Jamie has talked to me before of just being a leader, like up top. And if I'm going to be that target forward, that I need a voice to be yelling at guys underneath me to come with me as soon as I'm holding that ball up. And it's something that's like, always in the back of your mind as you're here a couple of years and you know it's hitting that time of like you know what this is the final season gonna have to actually like set the bar and let everyone else know like this is this is what we expect out of this program this is what we've always worked for it's something we've all embraced I think as least my class and the classes before me we've all tried to set that example so I'm just trying to do right by the older guys that led the way for me and lead the way for the younger guys it's I had a kind of cool moment there when you were talking about setting that example and put essentially passing that down right uh because I'm 99% sure Dylan said something exactly like that and so to know that that is something that is getting passed down right just mm-hmm. definitely adds to it because like obviously making a great program and a consistent program the players of the talent, the talent's going to be great. And the talent, the, sorry, the coaching has got to be great, but just knowing that that's getting pushed, uh, passed down group by group is a big part of that. And that, that is definitely, I was like, that sounds a lot like something I've heard before. So that was, that's, I mean, to know that that's evident is really cool. And to hear that continuing is also cool. Um, I mean, this is something that you can tell me note to. I asked Christian Soto the, the same thing the other day, but are you able to reflect on the season as a whole, including that title game now? Is it just, is it too early to look at that? Or is it like, Hey, we've acknowledged it. We've looked at it and we know what we need to improve on um, this upcoming season. Cause last season was full of great moments. You know, I'm sure, you know, much better than I, uh, I remember what I remember most is that St. Louis game when the, the crowd was insane here in Seattle uh it's I always try to capture the crowd and videos but you know the sound quality just does not do it any justice it was really loud and that's not like an arena where all the sound is captured this is an open air facility and it it was a really great atmosphere uh how do you reflect on last season and obviously ultimately the title game as Uh, now that it's ended fully yeah I think it's hard to talk on that it just I don't think like as a team, we've really gone over it. Mm -hmm. I think we've looked at it, addressed it and kind of like moved on, not in a bad way. We've took some learning points, but I think the learning points are like, look at how we were 
in the fall as a team in the locker room. I think it was more of like how we treated each other, how we had the standard high practice and how we made sure every game counted. Um, I've always said like uh, coming back into the season, like, you know what, like we did really good. We really, we really achieved something great, but we can't let that be our story right now. Like next season, we're going to have a target on our back from coming where we went from like how we reached the highest game we could have possibly reached last season. And people are going to see us as something like a chance to prove themselves from what we achieved. So we, we can't let up now. And it's something that we didn't even achieve our full goal because of course we want all want to win the national championship. That's the game that we want to win. And we were so close and we were there. We just, things didn't turn out that way. And it's one of those things that you turn back on you accept, move forward, and we're trying to reach that same exact end point again. Just a different result this time. Yeah, I think I think the word that you use there, that accept word, is important because I think, you know, I, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you I play. I, I don't. I don't play at the college level, obviously. Um, but anytime you lose a title game in anything, I know that's not gonna be easy, and I'm sure you know it's not always easy to just fully accept that. You know, so that it's it's good to know that that's you know, how that group responds and obviously how you talk about the target on the back, how that group, you guys respond to it. Um, A lot of times it's, there's like two paths with title teams. Well, teams that meets the title game is either they're able to rebound from it and take that experience and build on it, or ultimately it ends in not the best way, but I'm not going to look at that way. Um, Kind of shifting gears in a little bit of a way going backwards before we, uh, try to encapsulate coach Clark as a whole. Cause I've heard things about him. Uh, what was your visit with Washington? Like, I know we're getting, we're in the middle of the Washington section, but we're going back to the front, but in reading about it, it sounds like it really was almost like an eye opening thing. I mean, how was your visit and how was your first impression of coach Clark uh, when you first, when you made that, I guess, I don't know if the decision was made there, but it seemed like it obviously swayed you. Yeah. Um, from what I remember, it was, uh, it was a while ago, actually now thinking back. Wow. Uh, (laughs) been here a while. Uh, definitely, definitely was a very good visit. I remember they played against Seattle U at home when Henry Wingo was still here. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Henry Wingo was still here. He was playing and they won at home. And I just remember like the atmosphere, like the whole stands were packed and it was just something like something that at Cal State Fullerton, I never witnessed. And I think that's something that like made it for me, like, wow, like this was incredible. This was like something amazing that just seeing like the locker room environment around the guys as well, like how, how much fun they have with each other. And even us now, like we try to embody that. It's like, we start in the locker room. That's like where we are as a group. And I think Jamie always like reminds us, he's like very, very nice, nice coach. Definitely was like really relaxed and cool, calm, collected on my visit. And he he's just one of those guys that you could tell he sets the bar with how we want to be in the locker room, but he doesn't dictate it. He will stay out of it and let older guys set the tone because at the end of the day if the coach is telling us be nice in the locker room like it sounds more like a chore than us actually enjoying it 
So he he lets us know what he wants, but at the same time, he knows when to let us control us versus him trying to be controlling everything. But I would say Jamie is definitely a very different coach, coaching than what I was used to growing up. They're very, very, a lot more strict when I was growing up and a lot more like just straight, straightforward, very disciplined. Like we're running, we're getting fitness this way. But Jamie's more with like, I want to have you guys do fitness with the ball or we're going to do this with the ball or a lot more game focused. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 interesting, you know, because uh, the last few guys I've talked to um, that have been on the team, it's, it's like, oh, Coach, Coach Clark has his quirks, uh, but he's a great coach. Um, it is interesting to hear about that, especially though, you know, that game against Seattle U, uh, I remember seeing a couple of those in person. The last one I remember, I think, was the women's one this year over at Seattle U. The crowd was packed. It was high energy game. Uh, and even at the other games I went to, you know, both both teams. I mean, like you said, the crowds were always really good. Even I remember, I think one of the games, well, this the St. Louis game was pretty wet. Um but one of the women's games, it was pouring and there was still a decent crowd, you know, just seeing that, uh, you know, the, the, the love for the game of soccer in this city is pretty well represented. And that's always good to see, especially with, you know, obviously you guys, but with our pro teams as well, uh, yeah, yeah. both sides of them being in Lumen now. Um, speaking in those pro teams, I mean, some of them are still in the state here, uh, but what can you say about, you know, we, we talked about Coach Clark. Now to the teammate aspect of it, what can you say about some of your past teammates that have moved on to the pro game? I mean, uh, Ethan Bartlow, I think, made his debut in MLS a few days ago, maybe a week yeah. ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tevez, obviously, signing a homegrown contract here in Seattle. Charlie Ostrom over with, uh, I think he's with the second fire team. Uh, yeah. Lucas Meek, I believe, is over in Miami. Uh, Ryan Saylor, Blake, Blake Bodley is, is uh, with Portland, and then Kendall, Kendall signing with Chicago as well. I mean, a lot of the that group right there just came out last season. You know, I mean, how do you reflect on some of those teammates and, you know, what they might have passed on to you, what you might have picked up from them as you continue your game? No, yeah, definitely. I mean, that, that was amazing with Bart, like getting his debut. I I still stay in touch with them here and there. Like he sends me a text and then out of nowhere, he was like, yeah, by the way, uh, you should watch the Miami game tomorrow. I'll be, I'll be starting. I was like, wait, why, why are you dropping it? Like, it's like, yeah, just like out of nowhere. I was like, dude, this is awesome. Congrats. And Dylan just saw him recently. Happy to see him. Always been close with him. So it, it's definitely be good. And it's Chuck, Charlie. We've always, always been really close. Like, brother to me as well just I I would say like I've known probably Sailor one of the longest because he was he was here when I did my official as a freshman he was here and it's something that like seeing him grow as well is something that like motivates me to see like myself like where I can go in these this time that we're I'm here at the university and to fully take advantage of it like he did is something that you know uh, a lot of guys just need to accept that their time will come and Sailor's story is amazing I mean he's been here for so long he got his shot to play center back and he took full advantage of it and he was so ready for it so I, I 
so happy for him and glad he ended up in Miami. And so you've kind of touched on it through the entirety of this, uh, different parts about this upcoming season. You know, obviously we talked about last year, you talk about, you know, the center back move for you. Uh, what are you ultimately, I mean, I'm sure there's a couple things, so feel free to let me hear about a couple of them. What are you looking forward to this upcoming season? Obviously, I'm sure there's, you know, I always kind of like the term unfinished business. I don't know what you use specifically, but obviously there's that, you know, Pac-12 was always a pretty competitive conference. Um, you know, getting, uh, I'm sure, I'm hoping that we get more of a sense of normalcy, obviously, and getting those great crowds to continuously be there. Uh, what are you looking forward to as someone's going to be on the pitch? And obviously, uh, again, you might have a couple of things to touch on, so feel free to do that. Uh, I would, man, first things first, I think I'm just excited to see the crowd again. I mean, it's just, it, it sounds so cliche, but it's always so Ooh, nice to just have people sense. there. It's like, you, you I, th- I enjoy the crowd being there. That's something like I love putting on a show. It's, it's something, I don't know what it is, but whenever I invited friends over to come out, that's just something I've always just been like, I need to do something crazy. <laughs> and um, that just that being on the field again and, you know, seeing how the team, I'm excited to see how the team develops from right now where we're at heading into spring to where we end up starting at the beginning of fall. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of young guys now that, you know, I see they have great potential and it, I'm just so excited to see how they grow and what they do this off season. Cause it, no matter what, I mean, we're, we are in school and it, that, that summertime is actually very crucial for all of us. And it's where guys make their biggest jumps. And it's also the time where guys slip off the side. So I'm excited to see what guys do. And I mean, as much as I could tell guys to do stuff, they need to do it on their own as well. It's the, the maturing part of it, which I had to learn as well. Um, excited for that. I'm excited just to play on the game field, man. I mean, it's nothing like ha- playing on grass again. And uh, I mean, let's see. Try, try. I'm excited just to get back and get ourselves a Pac-12 title that we've been so close to having, but yet so far. Um Getting all 10 games in this season would be amazing. Uh, We had the no contest called and just weren't able to reschedule again last season. And it kind of hurt just because, like, we were so close to finishing that game, but it was just pouring rain. So fair enough to that and just want to get back out there and get one more title before I leave here. Yeah, you you know, you talk about the crowd, man. I mean – Obviously, again, I'm not at the playing level, but at least for me in covering these teams in this area, there really is nothing like a game day. There's there's nothing like it, whether it's, you know, the atmosphere. I mean, I look I, I grew up with baseball. Baseball was my first love walking up to the ballpark, you know, walking up to the stadium. You know, there's the fanfare around it. There's the the intros and everything. And, you know, you look at the, it's, you talk about the crowd, man. I mean, again, like I said, I, I don't give a, I'm not going to add the explicit, uh, explicit <laughs> to this one, but you know, I don't care what people say when that, when crowds get to a certain point, it's just, it's like, I'm a kid again, you know, it's that stuff is special. 
and you know it's it like you said it'll be really exciting to see uh obviously pursuing that Pac-12 title and obviously you talk about how pesky that was whatever with the Beavers there but no I, I think you encapsulate a lot of it and I mean hearing you talk about it gets me excited about it so excited to see that obviously you guys have got some spring competition I think still going on currently I know you had a few last Saturday um yeah. With that being said, I always put socials down in the description just so people can check you guys out after these are done. Do you have anything that you're trying to put out there? I know Lucas Meek has a big thing he's doing, I believe, with ALS. I believe. I could be wrong. Yeah. No, it's with ALS. Uh, his kick for ALS, he uh, has a tournament going on, some 5v5. So I, I think that's in his bio. Uh, I could send it to you to put oh, it yeah. out there. And I love to help out with that. I as of right now, I will be attending to help out with that. So I will be there with him. And I'm actually, um, I'm getting, I have been working with a company the last couple of months. It's been since fall, uh, getting my own like merchandise and stuff like that. And uh, I actually have one of my stickers right here. We got. The, oh, no yeah, kidding. There we yeah. go. Okay. So we got this in the works. Um, I'm like a week or two from dropping the URL. Um but once that goes live, I'll let you know about it as well. But um, just pushing this brand, I got hoodies, tank tops, shirts, stickers, as you saw. Um, yeah. Definitely, definitely got a couple of stuff coming out. And uh, that's definitely what something I've been pushing. So it's been in the work for a while, but we're finalizing everything. And hopefully we'll get it up soon and get some geo8 merch out there <laughs> i mean by by the time this gets out we'll have that in the description and we'll we'll push it too just on the socials as well on its own that is i like seeing that because i mean i remember with all the nil stuff i mean i i went to school with a couple of guys who are at the university now uh, i don't know if you pay attention to the football team with mish powell but i went to school with mish and i'm kind of like hey so when are you guys going to start pushing his stuff you know i don't, I don't know what he's yeah. doing on it but to see somebody that's got to go and that hey i like that man that's cool i'm gonna have to jump on that we'll obviously put that in there uh but yes i, I remember with uh, with christian i was able to get the link for uh, lucas's thing down in there uh, we'll do that as well with that but no that that's cool to see so um geo i appreciate it um i mean is there anything else you want to top that with or you think that's a good way to put it out I, I think that's a good way to put it out, Charles. I appreciate you having me on. It was actually a very great time and absolute pleasure for me. Well, I'm really excited to see it. I mean, he kind of dropped, dropped a, the ball on my head right when we started with the center back thing. I was like, oh, yeah. okay. But no, it's, it's always really fun to, to, you know, to hear these things and to hear the, you know, the athlete side of it, but also to, you know, to know that obviously that love of the game, that childlike love of the game is something that, is always carried so i appreciate your time and uh, excited to see how this season plays out when we're when we get to the fall i guess obviously the spring will be exciting but i guess maybe you could say it as well but things start i guess counting in the fall but obviously these these months up to it are really important so uh we'll be excited to see you out there in the fall appreciate it thanks charles